0: Welcome to the Love Your 9 to 5 show, episode number 5. Caution, you will begin to love your 9 to 5 with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel Septimus. Hello and welcome everybody to this next episode of the Love Your 9 to 5 show where we bring on successful businessmen and women, and we bring on people whose professional and personal experiences can help enhance you in your quest of beginning to love your nine to five, beginning to love that which you spend the bulk of your day doing. My guest today is David Rubelkava. David is a leadership coach, a vlogger, and a wonderful fellow podcaster, and is, he's gonna be here today to share some of his uh, experience with us and some of the some of the tips that he can give us for all of us being able to hone in and zoom in on the areas that we are good at and finding ways that we can apply that to our daily business activities. So with no further ado, David, welcome to the show and let's thank just start. You. Thank you for taking some time. I know that, you know, I know that you have a busy schedule with everything that you have going on. I really appreciate taking some time to be with us today. Just let's start this off. If you can tell us a little bit more about yourself personally and then professionally,
1: sure, sure. My name is David Wilkava. You know, uh, I'm a father of five. Uh, I just started this journey on a podcast, and you know, we have some webisodes going on. Uh, I've been in retail, retail leadership management for about 17 years. I've done a lot of different things. You know, I've worked in uh, f- financial services. I worked in social services. I've done so many different things, taxes in in my career. Uh, but but at the end of the day, leadership has always been a component to it. So it's been it's been what's helped me uh, grow and stay positive. And it's been the, the driving force into this project that I'm working on now with my own podcast. Uh, so it's been exciting to to at least get in and start sharing, and it's been uh, it's been a journey. And I think everything that I've experienced in my career and my personal life has led to this moment. And I feel like everything is starting to gel together, uh, and I'm sharing it and I'm capturing a lot of that that journey. So I'm I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you uh, asking me to be on today.
0: Okay, excellent. So well that's really exciting because I've also begun a little bit looking at leadership. And leadership um I'm not to take away from your podcast but Kevin Cruz, I don't know if you've followed him but he had this the, the LeadEx mm-hmm. show. Okay, apparently oh, you yeah. do follow him. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> all right, excellent. So but one of his uh things that he always says is that everybody's a leader. So it, it doesn't matter what your position is, but you know, right. leadership is not a choice. Every you're a leader whether you like it or not. You, you can lead actively or you, you can leave, you know, by not but inaction is also leaderships so- Tell us a little bit about your podcast and about what the theme is and how that's been going. Just tell us a little bit briefly.
1: Yeah, yeah. My, my podcast is called Awaken the Leader Inside. Uh, you know, it's been going really well. I think what what I wanted to share on my podcast, and this is what I've always shared with my own leaders, and I think this is what's helped me become successful at developing people, is I share a lot of the hardships. And I think it's something that we don't want, normally want to talk about. And I think that's what's been preventing a lot of people from becoming successful successful quicker is because we don't want to deal with the hardships. We don't want to look at the ugly sides of it uh, and and the hardships that are holding us back. And so my podcast actually took a, a real deep look at what is holding you back as a leader. What can you look at? You know, I created something called the seven values of leadership, which is a blend of different organizations that I worked with that gave you very specific values that you can look at to help identify some portion of your leadership is preventing you from becoming successful so the show talks a lot sometimes it's very specific values that we'll talk about like accountability or rigor sometimes we'll talk about life events that are happening and sometimes i just share stuff that's happening to me right now in the moment um and i you know where i see a parallel and in the struggles that i have with leadership Compared to you know outside of work and how those worlds kind of blend together, so I think it's a real honest look at the hardships and that they're normal, um, and that you have to you know have discipline and have the drive. And honestly, the accountability to push yourself through that. And so I think that's the message is that what you're going through as a leader is normal. uh, But the first time around is probably the most difficult because you haven't experienced that level of of accountability or that level of somebody challenging your leadership. Uh, But I think it's a journey and I think it's a journey that we all share in. And sometimes it starts over as you go from level to level, you experience new things. And then you have to really focus on different parts of your leadership. Um that you might have to to grow the next year or, or six months. So that's that's kind of what the show is about, is really looking at the hardships awesome. and what we can do to change that.
0: Alright, excellent. Thank you for that for the little brief overview. And that kind of leads right into the next part of the show. And that is if you don't mind, can you share with the audience something that you have struggled with and something which you think would be a, a, a failure. The bigger the failure, the bigger the lesson. Absolutely. So if it's something like that that you feel that you can share with us and tell us what you learned with it and what we perhaps can learn from that experience.
1: Yeah, I think the, you know, I always talk about in my podcast, the first four years of my career in a leader, being in a leadership position was probably the most difficult. And the number one thing that was difficult for me to handle or, or difficult for me to, I guess, accept was feedback and that led to so many hardships in my in my early career um, as I didn't want to be accountable for failures and I didn't want to be accountable for my team's failures I didn't want to be accountable for you know my own uh, developmental growth and how it wasn't going as planned and I think the hardest thing for me was to really be accountable to and be objective. Uh, about taking feedback and I remember there was a time I think the worst worst thing that happened to me is I had regional directors I had all these people come into to visit and I think I was only in a leadership role for the first maybe my first year and of course there's nobody there except for me and you know I couldn't even speak to what the focuses are what what's going on with my team what's going on on with business and it was a real eye opener that this was the same feedback that I had been given you know by my direct supervisor my direct leader at the at the time and I just ignored it and then it just put me you know in a spotlight that I didn't want to be in and I realized something has to change because this the feedback that I'm getting from all angles and now it's coming from a, a higher level is that I'm not accountable for my business and I'm not accountable for my setbacks and failures. And so that's probably the hardest thing that that I dealt with my first year was learning to take feedback in a way that, how do I get better versus taking it personally and, and feeling like, man, I'm not good at anything and they're always challenging me versus, okay, Let me hear the feedback. Let me take it. Let me go home, digest it. And then I'm going to come back tomorrow focused, razor sharp focus to to fix it. And I think that was the gateway. Once I figured that piece out, it was the gateway to everything because everything in my career changed based on my ability to accept feedback and go in and start to execute uh, using that feedback at a high level. So,
0: Excellent. I mean, just to summarize, basically what you're saying is that initially you're a human being and you're right. excited with negative feedback, like nobody is. Right. Now the other thing is that we think that when we get this feedback, that in some way we're deficient and we're supposed to be perfect from day one because we set the bar too high for ourselves. So and then when we get the the feedback, then no, obviously that person is incorrect because I know how hard I'm working and I know how how successful I think I'm being, and, but eventually it doesn't go away. Exactly. We have to, I guess, all take from that, that, you know, feedback is a, is a tool, it's a gift. Yeah. I've learned that lesson myself, and I, I'm always soliciting feedback, even from those who report to me. Yeah. But once you can get to that point where you're completely open for feedback and you're actually asking for it and begging for it, because you know that that's, that is where you grow the most, then you can really really there's no limit to how much you can grow yeah. so thank you for that yeah i think moving right on
1: oh i was just gonna Go say ahead. really quick i think you mentioned something that that reminded me is that there's a huge difference between effort and execution and i actually did a podcast on it that you can try as hard as you you want but it's black and white did you execute yes or no and I think once you get to that level where you can just step back and go, did I execute it? Did I, did I get the result? Yes or no? And if it's a no, then you failed. So what can you do different? If you just separate those two, things get so much awesome. easier because we value effort. We value all that time. But it doesn't mean that you delivered the results. So it's
0: a good yes, point. Yes, and, and, and it's much easier for someone else to see that than for you. Oh, for them, all they're seeing is uh, the results. Now, I know we were talking before the show, and I know that um, you know the purpose of the show, of loving your 9-5, to five, is really for every person coming to work excited, coming to work, being happy and content and ready to have a uh, safe medium, a safe uh, means to express their unique talents that they have. And I know that for many people, there's a moment in time where you kind of feel, like you mentioned earlier, the things are coming together. And, you know, life is not a drop-down menu where you pick your profession and you hang in until you retire and hope Social Security yeah. didn't run out. And, and you know, if you need a place for a nursing home, by the way, we have some empty beds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might need I'm I'm not recovering very well from the uh, surgery, so maybe.
0: <laughs> no, you're going to be okay. But the point is that um, it, it's more complex than that. And, you know, we need to find that particular uh, power or, or set of strengths that we have. So has that occurred for you at any particular moment? And is there any particular event where you feel like, wow, this is me, this is David being David where kind of nobody else does this just the way that you do it or even in a general sense?
1: Yeah. You know where I think where it came from, there's a couple of levels, but the first, the first level for me is that, you know, unfortunately in my career, nobody helped me. I had to learn everything the hard way. So I made lots of failures. I had a lot of mistakes and I had a lot of setbacks and, you know, I was resilient enough to fight through it. But I think when I realized that I can help, help others is when, you know, by sharing my hardships and sharing my failures and I was able to help them become successful and we had really great communication and I was very open and honest and gave them a lot of feedback. Um, watching them grow and accelerate and become and and unlocking their potential i think that was the first moment that i was wow i can do this wow this is this is what it's like to be a leader cuz before that i thought you know they pay me a lot of money i manage people i come in i do my do my do my bit make sure everything's okay i go home i didn't realize the impact that i would have on people's career cuz i never saw it through that lens and so that was like the first moment where I realized and then, you know, over the next five to seven years, it was developing high performance teams, getting better at it, getting more efficient at it, being more objective and being able to step out and, and kind of let them grow and let them make mistakes versus me constantly, you know, putting them back on track. Right. And sometimes I would share that you need to have those hardships and setbacks so that they become those moments that you can talk about and coach about versus hey you did this wrong it's it's let's talk about what did we learn from well, this and so as as no, that, that, that makes sense
0: that's a really awesome point where you're almost willing to pay for failures at this point because you know that this is oh, yeah. this is going to be a workshop that you can share with so many other people i know you mentioned that your right. podcast downloads you know before the show you mentioned that it's growing and all those people but every every time you fail and you figure out why you failed and you share it with them that now you're really providing that much more value and yeah, you're a tremendous leader. Um, for all those yeah. people who are listening to your content.
1: Yeah. I, and you know what, I think it it just offers transparency. Cause you know, when I was when before I became a leader, before I got into management and all that, I never felt like our management team, you know, and this was many, many years ago, about 15, 16 years ago, I never felt like they were transparent to share setbacks, to share their hardships. It was just They tell you what to do, do it, and then that's the the end of it. Mm -hmm. And so I learned as I became more and more transparent that I was learning more by sharing with them and, and having those aha moments with them. It was making me a stronger leader because I was learning that I don't always have to direct traffic. I just have to inspire them to be
0: motivated to go search for solutions. And l- then, let and then let when them, you build... Let them do what you hired them to do. Let them, exactly.
1: Let them go do it, you know, and let them go out. And they, I, I, I never let them fail, but I know that there's going to be times where we kind of get off track. That's when I step in to kind of push them back on course. But, you know, you do that with a team over 30, 60, 60 days and you watch their empowerment grow. It's amazing to watch that level of ownership and accountability, and it gets easier for me to step back and just lead the traffic, lead the charge. And so those moments were the moments that helped lead to to you know sharing on a bigger scale, where you know, I, I think I shared on one of my podcasts and on average, I shared uh, or I helped develop about five people a year. and then I decided, hey, maybe I can help fifty, maybe I could help five hundred, maybe I can help five thousand people a year. Awaken the leadership within them and unlock their potential, and then that's what you know. That's where the podcast was born.
0: Awesome, awesome. That's really exciting. I mean, and I, I'm sure there was a point where you worked for a micromanager who didn't let you. Oh, absolutely. Didn't let you do anything, and kind of had to do everything for you, make you do it, and then redo it and explain why you did it wrong. Um, I think we've all been there, done that, and that's not productive yep. for anybody. But I mean, I've learned this myself that if I, you kind of give them give them the the tools and the confidence that they can do it, um, you hire them because you know they can do it, and, right. and then then sit back and, and just get out of the way, <laughs> you know, yeah. And let, let them do what you <laughs> hired true. them to Very do. It's true. Very true. Is there any particular moment in your career, either in what you're doing now, the podcasting and the vlogging, um, or in what you're doing in the retail? Uh, environment which you can define that you feel like this is a pr- one of your proudest moments where a particular accomplishment that you would want to share uh with the audience where you feel like you've really connected and helped people out in a very real way.
1: Yeah, so I would actually say it's the last store. So I've uh the company I work with, I this is I think my third or fourth store, I don't even remember now, but I about a year ago I moved to a store that was they were in bad shape it was a, i mean i don't want to point fingers but they were struggling uh, the leadership direction the store was just kind of a mess uh, no direction no accountability And it was probably one of the most difficult things that I've had to do um, because I had all completely inexperienced managers and leaders in the building and a team that was demoralized and uh, people were abandoning ship. I think within my first month, like 10 people quit. So that's probably like 20 percent of my team, 30 percent of my team quit quit on me (laughs) so it was nothing uh, to do
0: with your leadership style no 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 I think
1: yeah because I'm pretty easygoing I'm you know I'm a people person I want to motivate people inspire people so uh, but you know it kind of is what it is but it was probably the most challenging uh, thing that I've had to to deal with because I had to reassess my own leadership and say okay what I've, what, what I've done up until this point in my career is not going to help this store. It's going to take a different level of leadership where we're developing not one, but five leaders at the same time. We're going to have to rebuild the entire store's morale. We're going to have to, uh, you know, really start focusing on rebranding our store, planning, strategic planning. I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of like three strikes, you're out kind of situation where it's, it's tough. And but you know what I learned is is that I focused on development first. I focused on commitment. I focused on getting the store the leadership team to focus on their own accountability and saying, "Hey, we're going to set some goals and it's going to be difficult the first 90 days. It's probably going to be the most difficult thing you've ever experienced, but we're going to do this together." And and I showed them a lot of motivational videos. This was long before I started a podcast, but I showed them some some videos and stuff to get them motivated. And every meeting we had every week was wasn't about metrics, wasn't about business. It was about how did our leadership fail us this week? What did we do good this week? What, what were our takeaways? And it forced me to spend all of my time on leadership development, not operations, not you know metrics. It was just these five leaders. I'm going to give them everything I have. Work 12, 14 hours a day to help them grow quickly, not a year. We have like 90 days to get them up to speed. And and they did it. And so not only did we turn the store around, the store became the benchmark uh, for the district in, in driving cultures and driving metrics and, and just driving our overall brand in the store. And it was probably the, the coolest thing that I've ever seen where I was like, wow, this is what an all-star team looks like. Because I had never had one before, I've never built one to that level, and I don't think I've ever played on an all-star team where I'm just like, wow, these leaders a year ago were struggling, and now they they're the top performers. A lot of them got promoted uh, within the first six months because they were just kicking butt. I mean, and they were just committed, and they were driven, and like I said, they had uh, the empowerment. And they were just getting promoted left and right. And it's so cool to see that. Um, and, you know, the store became kind wow. of a, a farming store for developing talent. And so I think that's the moment where I was like, wow, I didn't realize that I can do this in this difficult environment and and get so many people wow. committed to doing what's right. And we made it. So
0: awesome. It was- I mean you could say that's where the that's where your podcast was actually born. That's right? That you that know, is I, that's really that was your laboratory, you know, for creating this stuff. That was- wasn't your intention. That is exactly, you know,
1: when I first started working on the podcast behind the scenes, I was actually recording a lot of stuff that was happening in that building and what I had to do. And I'm going to have to step back and, you know, maybe I have to talk about, uh, you know, accountability with them or we have to be results driven or customer focused. And so I was actually capturing our journey. So the first, I think 10 episodes, 11 episodes, that was actually the journey of this store and the stuff I was talking about was the same exact stuff that I was talking about with my leadership team uh, on a weekly basis. So it was kind of our journey was captured in probably the first, I don't know, 10 to 12 podcasts. Wow. So it,
0: <laughs> so where did you, how, how did you create all of that content and where did, you, where did you get it from?
1: As far as the direction to go? No, or, but you, or, you were
0: saying that you came into a store, this was a new environment that was you knew required a new set of skills that you haven't used in the past. And it was a new challenge. And instead of doing the obvious route of this is, these are the metrics. This is where we are now. And this is where we got to get to. Otherwise you guys were all fired and and we'll never have a job again. And that's the usual approach that we've all heard before. You focused on probably what your bosses might've been a little bit nervous. Um, you know, just focusing on leadership and all that. And you've been tremendously successful. Um, I actually have, um, there's a book that I've read. I don't know if you can see it. You know this book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team? I love that book. (laughs) You know that book? All right. So I've actually used some of the exercises there on my team as well. Um, And that's exactly the approach that they take there too. Um, This is the book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni, where over there also, it's basically like a leadership fable, and where they take exactly that approach, which is basically exactly what you did and instead of focusing on the metrics they took all these high uh, you know these high sea level executives to off-site retreats and focusing over there the focus was just teamwork but again that obviously played directly into leadership and that is the way that they were ultimately successful and success sometimes means that some people won't be on the team right which is what actually happened there yep so that is awesome what excites you right now when you get up in the morning and you have your full day. you have you know you have your personal life, your professional lives, I guess. Um, what is it that really gets you going and that puts that smile on your face every day when you wake up?
1: every morning i woke I wake up and I think about all the things that I have to do, but the but the core stems from, what part of my leadership do I need today to help my teams get to the next level? What, you know, I have to be objective about my own leadership. So just leadership in general for me, like I said, I, I think I have a true passion for it because it changed my, my stars. It opened a lot of doors for me. And but I enjoy sharing it with people, and so I get bored sometimes with analytics and metrics and all that stuff. But when we start to talk about leadership and what's you know uh, what's holding us back and what you know what we can do to to grow, that's my passion. And awesome. it doesn't matter what field it's in because any field that I've gone into, it's the same thing. I still have passion for it because leadership is universal. It doesn't matter what role you're in or what company you work for or what field you're in leadership is universal and so i enjoy and i love talking to people about what they want to do in their careers what their goals are and then what i can do to help them and usually it's really just helping them identify their own opportunities and then we go after a game plan to change it awesome. and uh, I'm really passionate about just connecting with people and talking about leadership
0: what do you have a tip for our audience and for our listeners who are inspired by you and inspired by what you've been able to do you've taken your professional environment and and kind of merged that together with your passion of leadership and you've successfully turned around your store making it into a flagship and for the other stores to learn from and at the same time you found a forum or forums to share that with others. What is one step you can take if you have somebody who's right now working in a job that they don't particularly love, maybe in an industry they don't particularly love, it's paying the bills, they're happy with it. They want to start taking that first step towards finding work that really is in sync with their superpowers. What do you think is like one small thing that they can do today, right now, as soon as they're done with this podcast, that they can actually start getting one step closer to that goal?
1: You know, what? I would say you have to just evaluate what you're good at. Like if you would have told me a year ago that I'd be doing a podcast or I'd be doing things, I would have thought you're crazy. But what I've learned in my career is that you have to assess what you what you're good at and what you're passionate about. And then you have to find other people that are are just as passionate about it. It doesn't matter if you have experience. It doesn't matter if you, you know, uh, you're not experienced in that field find people, surround yourself with people that are in those fields, that that do have passion, that are excited, uh, you know, but you gotta surround yourself, you gotta have some courage, but you have to really assess like what you're good at because no matter what role you're in, you're going to take something away from it. You're going to take something, you know, I worked in a call center uh, many years ago and I look back now and that helped me become comfortable in front of the microphone, uh, comfortable making phone calls. And I never thought that that skill would ever come back to help me, you know, but, and I've, d- I've done so many different roles, but in all of those roles, whether it's your passion right now or it's not, you got to take away some valuable things that you've learned because a lot of these different roles, even though they're not your passion, they are gonna become the building blocks. And I think we talked about this earlier that I feel like this moment in time in my life, all these experiences that I've had in different components, Different, different industries, uh, different roles, have all led me to doing this stuff and being able to be comfortable in front of uh, a, an audience and recording and editing. I'm doing all of this stuff by myself. But ironically, there were so many different things in my past that I've experienced that
0: helped me. Just before we let you go, um, is there any particular book or tool or resource that you have benefited from, benefited from tremendously and you feel has affected your success that you would recommend to our audience today.
1: Yeah, actually, I have a few. But the one that stands out the most is uh, it's called Strength Finder. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that one. Uh, it helps you assess your your strengths. It helps you kind of figure out what you're good at. And that way you have a starting point and a building block to strengthen your own leadership. And I now, think is that a
0: book or is that a tool?
1: It's a book. It's a book. It's called Strength Finder 2.0, I believe. Okay. Um, It it helps you look a little deeper into your leadership and what are your natural strengths. And it gives you the building blocks to to at least, you know, figure out what you're good
0: at. Okay. I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes as well. Where is the best way if the audience wants to get in touch with you? If they want to listen to your podcast, check out your website, give us information.
1: Yeah. The probably easiest place is uh, my website. So it's, uh, awaken the leader You'll see that we have, we have podcasts there. We have links to all of the social media, you know, YouTube, iTunes, the podcast is on a lot of different, uh, different, different places. And you can also email me at David at awaken the leader inside.com. And, uh, yeah. That's, okay. Excellent. That's
0: much- Thank you, David, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate uh, you kind of being a little bit transparent and uncomfortable over here in front of the audience, and hopefully you'll share this with your audience as well. Um, Absolutely. And really, but it, it takes people like you to be courageous and kind of saying that things might look rosy now, but they weren't always that way. These are some of right. the challenges that you've had, and how you, know, you can really help people grow in a tremendous way. So, thank you, David, for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. And uh, thank we'll look, you. Look forward to staying in chat- touch. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Love Your 9 to 5 show. We hope you've derived some value and benefit from the show. And we'd really appreciate if you can head over and give us a review and a rating. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything. And this will also help us share the show with others who may benefit from it as well. Until next time, we look forward to being with you again.